away and see if the Lord doesn't agree with me. With a tug on the brim of her hat, she twirled her horse away and cantered down the street. Gwen shook her head. Cleo could come up with the most outlandish ideas. Imagine, Gwen Arlington, mayor of Bethlehem Springs. It was preposterous. Not that she didn't believe women should serve in public office. She did and she was glad she lived in a state where women had the right to vote. But she had no political ambitions. With a sigh, she returned to the front porch and settled onto the cushioned seat of the swing, giving a little push with her feet to start it in motion. The air smelled of fresh-turned earth, green grass, and flowers in bloom. The mountains of southern Idaho were enjoying warm weather, although snow could be seen on the highest peaks to the north and east of Bethlehem Springs. Gwen loved this small town. She loved her neighbors, the children who came for lessons, the women in her church sewing circle. She loved the long, narrow valley, the river that flowed through it, and the tree-covered mountains that overlooked it all. She loved the sense of the Old West and the new century that surrounded her. Horses and automobiles, outhouses and indoor plumbing, wood-burning stoves, and electric lights. Her mother, Elizabeth Arlington, hadn't felt the same about Idaho. She despised everything about it, so much so that after four years of marriage, she'd left her husband and returned to her parents' home in Hoboken, New Jersey, taking two-year-old Gwen with her. "'Be thankful, Guinevere,' her mother said on many an occasion over the years, that your father allowed you to come with me. We're alike, you and I. We need society and fine culture. Think of the advantages you've had that poor Cleopatra has gone without. The opera and the theater, fine schooling. You would never be suited to live in that backwater town where your father chose to settle. But her mother was wrong. Bethlehem Springs did suit Gwen a truth she discovered soon after her arrival in Idaho seven years before. At the age of 21, and with the reluctant blessing of her mother, she had come to Idaho to meet the father and sister she couldn't remember. She hadn't intended to stay, but in a few short weeks she'd fallen in love with the area. Her heart felt at home here, as it never had in New Jersey. A frown puckered her forehead. What would happen to Bethlehem Springs if Hiram Tattersall became its mayor? He wouldn't try to better their schools or improve roads or help those who had lost jobs due to mine closings. And if the governor of the state succeeded in passing prohibition in Idaho, as many thought he would, Tattersall wouldn't enforce it in Bethlehem Springs. She was convinced of that. I would do a better job than he would. But, of course, she had no intention of running for mayor. No intention whatsoever. Morgan McKinley wanted nothing more than to punch that artificial smile off Harrison Carter's face. You'll have to wait until after the election, Mr. McKinley. I'm sorry. The new mayor and the county commissioners must be in agreement on these matters. Before Morgan did something he would regret, something that would get him tossed into the jail one floor below, he bid a hasty farewell and left the commissioner's chambers. When he exited the municipal building, 
He paused on the sidewalk long enough to draw a calming breath. Harrison Carter had delayed this decision for personal reasons, not for anything to do with an election. Several times over the past year, the commissioner had offered to buy the land where New Hope was being built. If he thought these delays would change Morgan's mind about selling, he was in for a big disappointment. With a grunt of frustration, he turned and headed for his automobile, parked on the west side of the sandstone building. Fagan Doyle, Morgan's business manager and good friend, leaned against the back of the car, his pipe clenched between his teeth. Well? Fagan cocked an eyebrow. Morgan shook his head. Then I'll be asking, what is it you mean to do about it? I don't know yet. Morgan got behind the wheel of the Model T while Fagan moved to the crank.